but you do need to take a moment to always check in with yourself. At the end of the day, there is the canned answer that you give everybody else when you say, how are you? You know, you say, I'm busy, but good, or I'm blessed and highly favored or, you know, whatever that is. But take a minute to look at your body language. Look at what you're really thinking, what you're really feeling. When you figure out what's driving your emotions, that's how you get to self-control. Proverbs 25.2 tells us that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. (laughs) Are you ready, queen? Are you ready? Because season two of The Best Kept Secret is finally here and I am so glad that you are back with me. This season, we are uncovering some of the secrets of the fruit of the spirit. And that means that it is time to level up in every way, starting with our character. Thank you for being here. Hey, 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 it is me, Liv, and I'm so grateful that you are back. I hope that you're having a wonderful week, a wonderful month. Happy September, y'all. I am excited about our episode today because it's one that's incredibly important. As you know, we are walking through the fruit of the spirit this season. And today is going to help us get every other part right. Now, just in case you didn't listen into the introduction that I hosted with Shalisha Lewis two weeks ago, I do want to invite you to head back there because it is going to lay a foundation for our conversations moving forward. But just in case you didn't, I will help to catch you up a little bit and remind you that we are talking about Galatians 5, 22 through 23 this season. And we're specifically looking looking at this concept of the fruit as if it was one fruit that has multiple parts or pieces within it, like that of an orange or that of a clementine even. The Greek word for fruit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23 is karpos. And we see that it is not a plural noun. It means fruit. And when we go on to read the verse, it says the fruit of the spirit is, not the fruits of the spirit are. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. What does that mean? That means we need each and every part to be complete. We need each and every part to be whole. And without each and every one of those parts, we're deformed. We're misfigured. We are missing. And It looks like it. It's noticeable. Have you ever picked up an orange with only four pieces inside and the other four missing? No, you haven't because you probably wouldn't choose it. And we want to know that we know that we know 
that God can send us forward to do even greater work because our character is not only being developed, but it is being fully developed in every way through our choice to yield to him. The fruit is different than the gifts. You see, the gifts are just that. They're undeserving and you play no part in those that you are given because they are given to you from God through the Holy Spirit and you literally play no part in them. However, the fruit is different. The fruit shows us that we have a part to play, that we can either withhold that part of our character from God and we can risk misrepresenting him or we can yield it to him as we remember that we are on the vine, that we are a part of the body of Christ that we have been grafted in through Jesus Christ. And we have the opportunity to show up a little bit more loving, a little bit gentler, a little bit more joyful each and every day when we trust him in those areas. And we ask him to show us how. Now, that's not always easy, and that is why today's subject may make you want to run. However, when we get this piece right, y'all, everything else flows a little bit more clearly. I know that you love your self-care. And I know that you love your self-love. I know that you love yourself. I get it, and I'm glad for it. But what about that self-discipline, sis? What about that self-control? Because that may take you even further than self-care or self-love ever could. You see, in order to love yourself, you have to discipline yourself and bring those other areas that are out of order and that make you feel as if you are unlovable into the submission of the authority in Christ that reigns in you. And I know that self-care is important, but to be honest, we have to have discipline to even exhibit that to ourselves. However, even with all of that, self-control will get you farther, but it is not enjoyable. It's just not enjoyable. However, it's not only going to ensure that we have success, it's going to ensure that we finish well. First Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 read, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after the preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. That's 
is huge, y'all. It's not only going to ensure that we have success, but this concept of self-control, this part of the fruit is going to help us finish well. Who wants to get to an end of the race? Who wants to know that they put everything that they had into it? Who wants to feel as if they've been successful only to find out that they've been disqualified because of something that they didn't take the time to address. It is the exact opposite of everything glamorous, fast and fun that our culture idolizes, but it is something that we need to take the time to cultivate, to take the time to pray and to take the time to yield ourselves so that God may cultivate it even deeper within us. All discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. We're going to get into this conversation. And like I said, I'm glad that I have a guest today because she has some wisdom to share with us. I hope that you are here for the self-control. I know I am. I've been incredibly self-controlled in very strategic areas, but there are others that are lacking and it's showing. What about you? All right, y'all, with all of that having been said, it is finally time to get to the meat of this episode. I know that you have been dying to meet my guest, <laughs> and I'm super excited that she's here with us. I've been claiming her as my best friend, as my TTG, for 11 years now, and she is one of the most humble people I know. We could have easily had her on that podcast episode, but we're going to try to pull out of her <laughs> what it is that she does and who it is that she is because she she tries she tries to you know just overlook that <laughs> um, but today we are talking about self-discipline as you know and I'm so super grateful that she's here with me because she is one of the most self-disciplined people I know y'all <laughs> I have been blessed with discipline in very specific areas, but this chick is disciplined in her whole life. Like she is incredibly well-rounded and it has paid off. I mean, I flirted with the idea of studying abroad in college. I flirted with a minor in Spanish, but that was about it. She went to Italy. She actually put in the discipline to go. <laughs> and from then, it has just shown up in her life in all different types of ways. And it's one of the characteristics that I admire her most. So I'm going to stop talking about her like she's not here. And I'm going Hey, TTG, how are you? Girl, I'm excited that you're finally here with me. I'm so excited that you're finally here with me. I 
am really ready to talk about this topic. So can you share a little bit about your background and what you do? Absolutely. So one, y'all, she gave me way too much high praise, which is one of the reasons she is my TTG. She sees the things that I don't see in myself. And I love that. Um, But I have been blessed to get into the career field of HR. Um, I studied psychology in undergrad, um, took an organizational psychology class, fell in love with the discipline. And that really solidified like, yep, this is what I want to do. Um, I've done a couple of different facets or disciplines within HR. So think of HR as a business partner. So sitting alongside a leader, talking about the PNL, what drives growth, and then how do people play into that strategy? And then, of course, it comes with the drama that comes with people. So me and my TTG, TTG, we always talk about this. She has the kids that kind of have these personalities and they act out and they don't really have the vocabulary. So they, you know, they're just acting out with their actions. I have their parents, the ones that have the vocabulary, that have the education and act out not only with their words, but their actions as well. Um, So that's what you think about when you think about employee relations. But I've uh, done things uh, for Latin America. So I've led the Latin America HR team, which was phenomenal, had six different countries, I'm a gringo, you know, relating to two different languages, just the cultural aspect and the the love of diversity was something that was fantastic about the role. And now I actually uh, serve as the lead for DNI for uh, Bridgestone Corporation. It's a company of 35,000 people. Um, I am the lead across the US, Canada, and Latin America. And, you know, again, God is moving in some mysterious ways. Never in a million years would you have told me that this would be the area that I would be in in HR. And yet here I am leading and trying to follow and be obedient. So that's me. And obedient you are and impactful (laughs) you are and excellent you are. (laughs) Now, for the rest of the world that's not in HR or even in corporate America, can you break down what D&I is? Yes. Oh, sorry. So D and I, um, here we add an E. So it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. So diversity is a fact, right? Everybody has it. Every one of us is diverse, whether you are diverse because of your religion, your geographic region, your um, parental status. And then there's the elements that we think about when we say diversity, like race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation. So diversity is a fact. Everybody has it. Equity is a stat, right? So equity is, okay, you've got diversity in your organization. Are they being treated fairly? So are your men and women performing at the same rate? Are they? So how do you eliminate some of those barriers to ensure that everybody has equal opportunity and can accelerate and grow? And then inclusion is the act. So inclusion is making sure that you are inviting people in to a space where they feel like they can be their best and their whole selves. 
And that looks like a, a lot of different things. But in a corporation, it's really about, do you have policies? Do you have a culture? Do you have managers that are truly looking at people through these different lenses and caring about the concerns of their teammates or their employees? So it's a whole system. It comes into play and has partnerships with marketing and advertising, right? Are you, do you have a brand that's attractive for all? And then are you really standing by the fact that you are a company that is inclusive? And if you are, that means you make some hard trade-offs at times. You sometimes alienate people that don't have your viewpoint, but you do it in the, the, name and the sake of the company values. And so that's kind of where I am. I'm in those conversations, helping to drive those values and making sure that we have the facts, the stats, and that we're including everything as an act. So y'all get it, right? You absolutely get why this was the episode that I invited her to be on because not only, not only has Ebony put in the work and been self-disciplined so that she could attain, not that it was ever a goal, but that God just brought it to her because of her faithfulness in this area, but so that she could be the acting director over Canada <laughs> and North America for this particular position in her company, but she's also helping everyone else get their lives so they can be just a little more helpful, a little more considerate, and a little less rash with their words and their choices. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so good. So good. So my question, and you ever viewed yourself as someone with a lot of self-control? And if not, what did you do to intentionally develop it? But if so, did it come naturally? And have you have you noticed it as a strength? Yeah, so it's it's funny, right? So again, you invited me on the podcast and I was like, self-control? Me? Like what in the world? But it's funny because I think I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well, as you know, little known secret, but anybody that knows me knows this. Um, but it's one of those things where I always feel like I can be more self-controlled, right? I can, I could handle that better. And with my self-control, I'm very introspective. And I would say, you know, for me, I grew up in a two-parent household, but I grew up with a lot of strife. I grew up with, um, there were, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of great moments, but there were, uh, a lot of things that were going on, alcoholism, physical abuse, verbal abuse. And I've always been this one to kind of go in my prayer closet or my prayer bathroom and really try to block out the noise and figure out how do I process this and how do I compartmentalize? And so I actually looked up the definition of self-control and it was kind of like very disciplined with particularly your emotions and reactions to situations. And I was like, yeah, I guess I've always been there, right? But I think my self-control lies in my relationship with God because it's always been the way that I've created a safe space to block out the noise and find him in the noise. And if I'm honest with you, over the years, I because it's something that's always been there, it's a gift, but it can also be a curse because you can compartmentalize and create barriers and blockages and not let people in and not process 
um, out loud. And sometimes people need to know where you are. I'm married and my husband needs to know where are you on this issue? Everything can't just be that it's good. And it's, um, it's just something that I've had to work through, but I would definitely say the ability to go introspective to first decide where does this align with my values? And then how am I going to react is something that's been there from the beginning. I've refined it, reframed it, and tried to make it work at all the stages of my life. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of where I am with that. That's amazing. I love that you talked about how it has brought you to um, really enjoy Uh, more of God so that you can trust him with those emotions Mm -hmm. and then, you know, understand where to let people in and how to share from that point. I think that's Mm -hmm. so incredibly helpful. And we definitely need more of that. You know, (laughs) the word tells us not to be drunk, not to be intoxicated in multiple places. And I'm going to drop the reference that I'm specifically thinking of below. I believe it's first Peter five, but there, when it tells us not to be intoxicated, it's telling us not to be intoxicated with emotion (laughs) Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there's so many things that could come from that. Excitement Mm -hmm. is a great emotion, but Mm -hmm. TTG, just before we got into this recording, I had to share with you that I was so excited about some options and some opportunities Mm -hmm. that I rushed ahead. I gave a commitment and then I had to retreat And really take back, you know, my time and apologize because Mm -hmm. I hadn't had the self-control to check in with my own emotional health. I hadn't had the self-control to check in with my own, you know, mental health. And so I'm grateful that I chose to lean into that. But I bet you I have learned now because it didn't feel good to have to go back to tell people. I'm sorry. I yep. wish I had just, you know, prayed about it a little bit more carefully at the beginning. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Working in HR and even serving in ministry in your local churches throughout the years as you've traveled from city to city to city mm-hmm. in your uh, career, what have you noticed among those who lack self-control. What recommendations would you give someone to grow in this area that has not (laughs) really invited the Lord to transform this specific part of their heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because being in HR, you hear all of the behind the scenes uh, gossip. And you also hear what's not said about you to your face. Right. And, and it's not meant to be that way, but the reality is, is my job is looking at the performance of someone, right. And seeing how they can grow and you can hear leaders say, well, they don't have the professional maturity or they don't have the executive presence or they're spontaneous or they're rash or emotional. And what it comes down to is how they are displaying themselves to the organization and to their leaders. And some of that is about self-control, right? 
there are very specific incidents that these people are referencing that completely shape the perception and the brand that you have in a company. And that's where if you don't think about self-control as you know, as something that you need to have, you do need to think about the impacts of the lack of self-control. And I would tell you from a, a Christian standpoint as well, you know, I can see when there are certain spirits attacking you, right? I can see that that's a spirit of insecurity and you're letting it control you. That's a spirit of you being um, jealous of someone else and you're letting it create emotions and you're reacting to it. And so it's a, it's something that I've certainly seen. The advice that I would give you is that, again, we are people and we have these limited interactions with other people and not everyone is going to take the time to figure out the why behind it. So if you don't figure out the why, they're going to put their spin on it. And before you know it, something that you could have taken a minute to say, hey, I'm feeling this way. I'm projecting this. Let me not do this and create a lasting impact. You've created a brand. You've created a picture that is not the picture of how God sees you, nor is it the picture of how you want to be seen. And so I guess my advice would be it's something that is really, really important, but you do need to take a moment to always check in with yourself at the end of the day. There is the canned answer that you give everybody else when you say, how are you? You know, you say, I'm busy, but good, or I'm blessed and highly favored or, you know, whatever that is. But take a minute to look at your body language. Look at what you're really thinking, what you're really feeling. And if you feel like "Mm, that's out of alignment, like we had um, before this conversation, write it down, jot it down, come back to that and make sure that you're always checking in with yourself even if it's not this deep introspective thing, because when you figure out what's driving your emotions, that's how you. Mm, mm. I love that you have taught us that we can bring those emotions into submission. That's exactly (laughs) what God teaches us over and over and over again. And some of us are simply being driven by insecurity. Some of us are simply being driven by a sense of low self-esteem. Some of us are simply being driven by these... emotional issues that have Mm -hmm. a root within our past Mm -hmm. that can and that will come subject to us when we choose to, Mm -hmm. you know, walk in the authority of Christ because that self-control does bring it under control, for lack of a better word. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking of 2 Timothy 1, 7, which tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Mind. And some translations even say power, love, and self-control. That self-control and that sound mind go hand in hand. But you can't even walk in a sound mind. You can't even be who God called you to be. You can't even exhibit that professional maturity that you need to unless you have demonstrated some control over those areas of weaknesses that are trying to 
control you. Yes, <laughs> preach, preach. My goodness, that was good, girl. You started it. I just picked it up. <laughs> no, and and if you don't have a friend like my friend, you need to get one because someone that can minister, that can pray with you, and can call you out on the times that you do think you're in control, but you're not, and they can say, "Hey, TTG, this isn't you." get it together. And that is all you need. So you do need to get those people because you're not going to be perfect all the time. And that's where the prayer comes in. That's where grace comes in. And that's where great friendship comes in to be able to call you out and redirect you. It's so true, y'all. I mean, (laughs) I really do trust Ebony with HR issues. I ask her so many things about the nonprofit sometimes and about leadership in general. (laughs) me to realize like hey 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 I hear you I feel Mm -hmm. you and as your best friend this is what I'm gonna tell you but now now (laughs) this is how I'm gonna help you and you really do you need those people that will love you that will see you that will hear you but then we'll check exactly exactly (laughs) we have to we gotta move (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> we hear the baby in the background oh, yeah. and for those of you that can't see her and that won't see her um <laughs> she is absolutely adorable and i just adore her life but ebony you are a new mommy a professional yes. woman, mm-hmm. you know, a Christian leader just in and out of everything you do because of your faith in God. He just shines through you in everything that you do um, as he's called you in the marketplace. And you are a friend. You are a leader and a mentor to so many, even beyond your professional responsibilities that you get paid for. So mm-hmm. how has um, just self-control helped you in this season of your life and what kind of encouragement can you share with those mamas and those women out there that have a lot going on uh that it is okay for every day to look different that is what I would tell you so you know sometimes with the self-control you it comes with planning as well right you're planning even as I said in my advice, like, hey, you feel like you're out of alignment, you write it down, you come back to it. That requires a plan because sometimes you'll just absolutely forget about it. Um, and so for me, I'm a very planful person. And I would say, you know, you have this perfect plan. She's going to get up at this time. She's going to sleep through the night. She's going to, you know, I'm going to work out, get my day started, get my coffee, my tea, whatever. No, doesn't work that way. And again, that's where the one thing that I plan to do every day without fail is at least pray. Even if it's only one prayer, right? Thank you, God. Even if it's one sentence, because for me, that again, brings me into alignment and lets me know that his grace is going to carry me throughout the day. But then I think the second thing is, again, it's just being really, really aware of all the different demands that are in your life. What is feeding you energy? What is draining you? And then always thinking about what is the impact? So if I don't do something, if I don't mentor this person today, if I don't show up my best in this presentation, if I don't, you know, I don't know, do a podcast, right? What is the impact? And that is where I think, again, the prioritization, the planfulness and the, self-control comes back in because it's like, oh, if I'm letting people down, 
I could probably handle that. That's just an emotion. But if I'm missing my calling, if I'm not doing what he asked me to do, if it's somebody that I really, really care about, like my TCG, and I'm going to let her down and that's going to affect a relationship, it's not worth it. And so you plan and you find time. But I guess it goes back to your personal values, right? And linking everything back to that. At the end of the day, if I'm nothing but a great mom, a great wife, a great friend, and a daughter, and a sister, of course, that's good enough for me, right? The the corporation, it's great. It's it's great to have the big title, which you'll never hear me use. It's great to you know have the exposure, um, but my personal values are rooted in making an impact for the people that I truly care about and for the people that need it. And that's, you know, that's my advice. Stick to the things that are going to matter the most and know that every day is going to vary. And it's okay for some things to drop as long as the most important things are moving, not done, but moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole word. And <laughs> I am just allowing to rest in my soul right now. <laughs> It's not without failure. <laughs> no, I, I love what you said because when you began to speak about calling, it was really, really profound. You know, we can get caught up in being called as a teacher and being called as a preacher and being called as a businesswoman. And that's amazing. And I don't ever want to diminish that, but we were first called daughter we -hmm. were first called mama right Mm -hmm. um and those are our most important callings so if the others are getting in the way Mm -hmm. our ability to show up for those whom we are closest to and who should have the best of us then Mm -hmm. it may be time to exert a little discipline and say this is an amazing dream and I can't wait I cannot wait to fulfill it but God you gave it to me so I trust that you'll protect it until it's time to release it we put so much pressure on ourselves so man that that place about calling is is really really special and what you just shared there was really helpful to me Um, Um, It also goes back to kind of feeling some freedom from the uh, commitments that I've recently released and Mm -hmm. I haven't released everything. But one thing that he did tell me to do was this podcast. He Mm. did not tell me to go to California (laughs) and speak. He did not tell me to, you know, he did, however, tell me to do this podcast. And so Mm -hmm. we can oftentimes feel that the other things are more important and bigger and better because we're getting paid for them. We're getting to travel and it's glamorous. But the truth is that there is nothing glamorous about self-discipline. No. <laughs> nothing. nothing. But it will pay off so much more than those mm-hmm. other things that we're chasing. And yeah. oftentimes they are simply distractions that the enemy is using to influence us to turn away from what God has really called us to. So. Exactly. Exactly. Good. good, good so good. Oh, so thank good. Thank you. So as one of my last questions, I wanted to ask you, which of the part of the fruit do you have the most trouble with or do you find the most challenging? You know, there's gentleness, there's faithfulness, there's love, there's patience, there's kindness, there is um, faithfulness. I think I might have already said that. What is most challenging to you? 
Uh, so I am so ashamed to say this, but I'm going to do it because, you know, you're my TTG and I don't know who's listening, but maybe they need to hear this too. So the most difficult for me is love. And you would be like, what the heck? Like she, if you're kind or, you know, if you are uh, gentle, if you're faithful, you know, you've just talked about how much God has an impact in your life. How could it be love? Because people are crazy, y'all. They are crazy. And the idea that I'm supposed to love you despite everything that you do to me is insanity. Okay. My emotions are not built for that. My self-control is not built for that. I am tested on a daily basis. So here's what I would say. That for me is hard. And I will, my mantra or my motto is like, I will love you from a, a distance. Okay. I will love you from afar, but that's not how God loved us. And that, and so when I thought about this, I was like, this is the, these are the fruits, but the fruits reflected by God. And so if I say, yeah, I love you from a distance. What if God said that to me? Right. What if every time I drove him nuts because I'm not always obedient? What if every time I said, "Mm, I don't have time for you today? He said, well, I'm just going to love you from a distance. That that's not what I want. And that's not who he is. And he tells us to love our neighbors and turn the other cheeks and to forgive them unlimited times. And I can do that. But each scar stings and it hurts and it leaves a mark and it leaves an impression. And so what is that patience? But now having a little one, patience is a virtue here. So (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that love, that love is being tried. It's been Mm -hmm. we have to have the love of Christ in the center of it all. And the question that you ask, how can I love you like Christ? You know, (sighs) that's the one. That's that's the one that we need. I love you. It, it is proven the most effective. It is. <laughs> it is. In the it face is. of those whom we don't agree with. Exactly. And so. It, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, so good. It's, it's a big one. <laughs> it is. It's huge. It's huge. We're going to talk about it very soon. But y'all know the word says they will know you by your love. And oh, exactly. when it's tested, I've found because because you know, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I'll be tested. Mm-hmm. But I'll be tested. <laughs> all the time. I feel like this is probably why he gave me (laughs) this this particular theme for this particular season. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts to share with us? Um, you know, I'm one, I'm always humbled, incredibly honored. I'm like, what you want me to say what, to talk to who, like why? Um, so I am honored for those that are there listening, right? You know, don't judge me, y'all. I got a lot of work to do, but you know, I would say um, my tea is as real as they come, right? And the love of Christ, the kindness, the selflessness that she has is one that is so admirable. Just the obedience to do this podcast, even after um, having a whole day of work, having all these other priorities that are really impactful. She finds a way to do that because she loves the people and connects with the people and wants to help and change. So I guess my final thoughts are 
I just pray that this touches whoever it is supposed to touch. And I pray that her life is blessed abundantly and that she is replenished, restored and refreshed to continue doing the work that God has called her to do. And y'all pray for her too, because when you've got a calling and a gift, it is tested, but her love for Christ is tested and true. And I am so honored to know her. And uh, thank you for praying with me. And thank you for praying for her. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Wasn't that episode good? If you thought that any part of it touched your heart, I'd like to invite you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It will be such an honor to know what it is that touched your heart. Now, if you're looking for additional content, please look no further. You can find me on YouTube at Live Dooley and Instagram at Candid Live. I cannot wait to the next time we get together. Until then, know that you are loved.